ba 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 da ba ba da ba da ba 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 da ba ba. There's gonna be so many better songs in this movie. Yeah, what are we watching? The Blues Brothers. Hooray! Hooray! Um, this is in contrast to the episode we did when we watched uh, June, which June. was Alistair's choice. And now it's my turn, so I'm going to subject Alistair to a movie that he hasn't seen that I have very fond memories of. Brilliant, yes. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it, and in fact in the few years, three or four years since you suggested that we watch it, I've had it um, yeah, available here and haven't watched it in all that time. Oh, I'm very glad that you were able to hold out on that. Quite. So all I know about it, this is my go- going into it not blind because it is a cultural touchstone. So they're brothers. I don't know if they're actual brothers. Okay, they might not be brothers. Jake and Ennis or Elroy. Close. Something like that. Um... For some reason, they're on the run. Yeah. They like 50s music. Not necessarily just 50s. And Shake Your Tail Feather is the only song I know is in it. (laughs) That's not even the name of the song. Okay. And there are lots of cops. Like an absurd number of cops. There's an absurd number of cops. There's an absurd number of cameos. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. um, Lots of dead people. Mm. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. That's the only one I know. Aretha Franklin. Oh, really? Died recently. Yeah. Yeah. John Belushi. John Belushi. Oh, he um, didn't die recently. But... Didn't, no, John Candy. Is he in it? He's in it. Is he one of the Blues Brothers? No. Okay. Is John Goodman one of the Blues Brothers? No, this isn't the sequel that I've never seen. Blues Brothers 2000. <laughs> yeah. All right. Which I believe is set in the future, right? <laughs> I believe so. they got a flying cop car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and visors. And visors. Um, and Dan Aykroyd's like, still not funny. Right, Dan Aykroyd's one of the one of the Blues Brothers. He is, yeah. So, John Belushi and, and Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Okay, that, no, that works. Okay, I can handle that. Shall we just go away and, and see what it's like? Let's do it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll come back to you guys and what for you will be just a matter of seconds. Oh, sorry. Was that as quick for you as it was for me? Yeah, it was about five seconds. Yeah? Yeah. No, that was two and a half <laughs> so bloody long. hours. Oh, <sighs> right. So, I mean, just in case anyone hasn't seen the Blues Brothers, it is two movies. One of which is an album of really, uh, really good blues and rhythm and blues tracks. I think the, I think the technical term you're looking for there is bangers, bangers, bangers. And then the other one is about these two guys who get chased by. Not a very disparate group of people, but nevertheless a group of people. Nazis, cops, and country singers. Authority yeah. figures, I think, is the... But, not all at the same time. In the massive... Ch- I was really anticipating the big chase sequence, thinking, how many different parties are there going to be in this one thing? But they got rid of the country singers before the uh, Nazis joined. The Nazis lasted about half a minute. So there was never a scene of... We're jumping ahead of it. But it bothered me. There was never a scene of their car being followed by a disparate group of, you know, um, country and western style vehicles and cop cars. Country and western style vehicles? You mean horses? Well, I was more thinking of whatever they have in Dukes of Hazard, And then whatever Nazis drive, Volkswagens or whatever it was in the film. That's not that's not a me joke. That's a, I noticed in the film they were driving Volkswagens. Um... No, I haven't. I, and, and I was expecting a couple more groups. 
he felt like it didn't have a it didn't culminate in a satisfying whole yeah exactly mm. there are a couple of jokes which got set up and then didn't deliver sorry but we have just jumped straight to the end of the movie so what is the film about what did you think the film was about um just about the lols isn't it mm. I don't think there was any point to meaning. it there's no meaning I guess a modern equivalent would be something like oh god I guess that's really old because it's not even that modern but like something like Anchorman where yeah, there, there's no that's fair. there's no core to it yeah um, and I don't particularly like Anchorman because I find the lack of core boring because there's no because yeah. everything is a joke well that's the thing I, I really enjoy comedy but if I watch films, I tend to watch horror. Because if you if you Googled a list of the 50 best comedy films, the ones that come up tend to be these ensemble stuff. It's not ensemble cast, it's just ensemble scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, I, I had the same with this. It was fine. It was it was good. The music was amazing. Like really, uh, really good. Um not ever, except for where Jake and Elwood sang. That was just <laughs> Just not amazing, you know. You... I think this is something we we kind of chatted about in the movie, and I think has definitely has been picked up by other people. Yeah. In that, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, whilst they're great comedians, or they or are comedians, they are comedians, SNL comedians. <laughs> if that's your, if that's your bag, they were comedians. <laughs> <laughs> Too I mean, soon. <laughs> at least John Belushi's still funny. But they managed to assemble one of the best blues bands. Ah, right. Okay, so we've got these two guys who go on this journey where they encounter uh, some of the most legendary blues and rhythm and blues. It's the Matrix, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) No, wait. They encounter some of the the most legendary blues and rhythm and blues black performers and then create the best white band. (laughs) (laughs) They they didn't. It wasn't... um, Bill and Ted got the best people from history. Whereas Jake and Elwood met Aretha Franklin, uh, Johnny Lee Hooker, uh, Ray Charles, uh, James Brown, and then turned them into a band. <laughs> they turned these these white dudes who I mean I hadn't heard of, but you I mean you did say with some authority, you know, they are renownedly good people. Yeah. You know. I've been told that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and I and I believe you. But the point was that the the cameos were just so much better than the rest of the performance. So, you know. I don't think there's any question that yeah. um, John Belushi or Dan Aykroyd are better than any of the musicians in the movie. But, it, but the supposition of the movie is that they kind of compete with it. You know, mm. you see all these acts leading up to the headliner act of that? these two comedians... Yeah. Yeah, dressed in like terrible suits, and 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 I get the suits are because the it makes sense if like on a stage sketch. Mm. I've not seen any SNL sketches. That was a thing we mentioned, wasn't it? Like we've mm. never seen the SNL sketches, so we get the impression that maybe the Blues Brothers were meant to be in the sketches, yeah. were two bit bands, and the joke was that they were a bit Corny. rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, in this. They kind of built them up to. I mean, they still had the kind of like they were a bit rubbish. Yeah, but they still sold out they still the stadium sold out, yeah. and, and saved the orphanage. Spoilers. Did they save the orphanage? Yeah, they got the money. Well, they got the money, but that's what they needed. Okay, fair enough. 
I don't know if it's a sustainable um, income, but, but they, they did, paid the tax rebate. They didn't have the line of a judge saying, okay, I now hand over the sister Helene of the shrouded crotch or whatever it was. But you did have Steven Spielberg... Weirdly. ...signing it off, so it's yeah. fine. He gave him a receipt. But there was so much wrong with the script. <laughs> I I, and I didn't hate on the film. I was toe-tapping through all the musical numbers. I laughed at several of the jokes. <laughs> I laughed uh, at at least two yeah. of the jokes. I mean, some of the set pieces were You like the National Guard at the end, okay. I Oh, I did like um, the police with rifles all moving. Wherever they moved, they went hop, 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 hop. And if there was just one on his own, it was just one person going hop, hop, hop. <laughs> that, classic. It was worth the two and a half hours. <laughs> it, was, it was nearly worth the two and a half hours. But I would happily if uh, happily watch two separate films. One, um, there is a name for a an album film. Like a in the sixties, you'd go and watch a film, and it would just be bands playing their songs. And I don't know the term for that no, kind I don't of film. Know that. I know um, you can do it. I know you do it now. You know, in similar ways that you can go see the Royal Shakespeare Company. Mm do like a live transmission to a cinema which I went to see recently and it was really good mm. and it, I think like a lot of cinema or theatre people get snobby about it but yeah, they're tough. idiots tough yeah. <laughs> tough titties mate just can't, it, we can't all afford to go to just because it costs Avon. more to go and see yeah um, no, no, but it was really good yeah. and I think they also do it with gigs now so yeah. you can go see like Muse no I was I was referring to in the 60s there were a lot of films that would have like um I want to say the Beach Boys, and that's possibly. Well, like the Beatles, because they yeah. did a Hard Day's Night. But no, 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 I, no, no, no. You'll you'll watch a film, and in it, the characters will go and uh, watch a band, oh. and you watch that track being played. Um, I think. Um, You've seen Nine Songs. Yes, that's not what I. Mean. <laughs> nine Songs is. A, I mean, I'm going to say it's a porn movie. You know that thing of I don't I don't know the definition of porn, but I know what it is when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nine Songs isn't art; it's porn. I mean, it's boring. <laughs> it's, bo- okay, is it, it's not porn because it's boring. I, don't know. I mean, it's not sexy, and the music's boring. So I like the director's other work, which includes mm-hmm. The Trip and Twenty Four Hour Party People. Oh, I've not seen either. What? You'd hate the trip. I think I'd hate 24-hour party people. Oh, no, that, 24 24-hour party people's really good. No, it's about the Manchester scene at the beginning of the 90s, and just I have no interest in that. You don't need to. It's got Steve Coogan in it. I'm, That's true. I'm not... It's just not my cup of tea. It's not my area of expertise. I think it's still worth watching. Okay, yeah, no, no, I bet. Just because... <laughs> Next year, folks, tune in, 24-hour party people. I am quite happy to get on the bandwagon of just because it's not something that I like doesn't mean that it's not good. I'm, I would never say that. But, but speaking but of which... Uh, but speaking of which, during this film, um, the Booze Brothers... The Booze Brothers. Uh, I thought of four films which we could have been watching instead. Oh, yeah? Okay, and those are 9 to 5. It really reminded me of 9 to 5, especially with, um, it's not Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher's part, uh, and Aretha Franklin's part, which is really good. When She's I, so good at Yes, because I, I mean, when you said that she was going to have a cameo ahead of schedule, I was like, mm, it'll be a blink and you miss it. But actually... Very good. I mm. liked, liked that scene. But that reminded me of 9 to 5, which I'm going to make you watch because I think it's more important to have seen 9 to 5 than Blues Brothers. Okay. Uh, 
But I also thought of the Burbs because the bad guy in that is played by I can't remember his name now, who played the lead Illinois Nazi in this. I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the uh, Brewster's Millions, um, which I told you about near the end, which is a uh, Richard Richard Pryor. Pryor, yeah. Uh, you said you. Uh, I want to correct you. Mm. You said he was in Superman two, and I believe he was in Superman three or four. Okay. <laughs> None of us will check that. We will never know who's right. I'm never going to watch these movies. No, uh, Bruce's movie is fantastic. But again, oh yeah, I watched this one. Yeah, yeah. I meant the Superman movie. Oh yeah, no, no, no. And planes, trains, and automobiles. So uh, basically, all the. I think Alistair just said planes, trains, and automobiles right there. Yes, I mean. No, I, I, I wrote what I'd... I read what I'd written. Blue stage and blue Yeah. Um, so basically, all of the cameos made me think of films from the same time period that I mm. could have been watching. Because John Candy was fine in this, but he's excellent in other stuff. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I think the only John Candy movie I've seen, and I mentioned this too, was uh, Uncle Buck. Yeah. I seem to be lacking... I think I don't find a lot of SNL stuff very funny. No, no, no that's like, fair um, enough. What was the one where where Bill Murray and Howard Ramis are like in the army? Oh, like cadets or something like that. It's not called. It might be called. But John Candy's in it as well, I think. Yeah. No. I yes. I haven't um, seen that, but yeah. I, the first half is really funny, mm. but then they is that weird thing they try and introduce a plot, and as soon as they put a plot in it, it just falls apart. I I would ha- happily stand behind the concept that sketch comedy shouldn't be made into full movies. And we were discussing the web series um, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, which is fantastic. They're completely nothing like... I mean, if anyone... It's David Lynch, isn't it? The yes, SNL. yes. But if anyone's listened to any of our series, it's not like The Simpsons or any of the stuff we normally talk about. But it is a very, very good web series. Um, it's probably you, better than a lot of the stuff we talk about. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, but just yesterday, this is so on the no two days ago on the thirteenth of September they released a teaser for what they're doing next, and it's not clear. And you said, "Oh, they might be doing a film," and I'm like, "It's not going to work as a film because sketch comedy, you have a beginning and a middle and end, and they're resolved very quickly, and you don't have any outlying." stuff to resolve mm. whereas when you turn something into a film you need a three act structure um, Alex, yeah. yeah I mean the, 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 the rules of narrative exist for a reason and it, it's because that's what works when you are viewing a, a, a piece and, and that's what this lacked as well is the Blues Brothers oh I could have done without the Blues Brothers in it I mean I really like the Blues Brothers as much as I love the Ray Charles but it mm. didn't Further the plot, yeah, and Ca- and Carrie Fisher. It's funny to have a woman who comes along and shoots a flamethrower at them, and and they were got a good effect. It was you know, mm. um, it's fu- it's funny watching it Joe, Jake and I would like yeah. emerge from a rubble. ruined building yeah. covered in rubble and not noticing. But it wasn't necess- like if if they had cut all her scenes, the film wouldn't be diminished at all. No. And that's a shame. That you know it was. Uh, I, th- I think Coco Chanel said, you know, before you leave the house in the morning, remove one article of clothing, 
which is bad advice for guys because I mean I know I'm wearing like three I'm wearing a pair of pants a pair of trousers and a shirt and that's it <laughs> but um, but uh, you know if you're Coco Chanel you'd have like earrings and a scarf and a hat and sunglasses do you know how long it takes me to put my nose ring in oh I have notes oh, what is your favourite part of the film you've got to have a with The Simpsons we always did the best gag what made you laugh the most but I, it doesn't have to be that in, in this not that I have one to reply with, which is what we always do. <laughs> Curl up and die. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, that was the name of the uh, hairdressing salon. There was no no relevance to the no plot. No relevance to the plot whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, the Blues Brothers didn't even see that Oh, um, I also like the bit where Ray Charles... Because um, Ray Charles is the owner of a music instrument shop. Yeah. And there's a one point where a child tries to steal a guitar and Ray Charles whips out a gun... And like fires two shots like just above the kid's head. Um, yeah, that that was good. Um, I always find that funny. Yeah, because uh, Ray Charles is blind. What? <laughs> it's always always good if you have to explain. My no, okay. So my favorite gag, and this was a visual one, was when they go to church, reluctantly go to church at the beginning of the film, and um, they watch this amazing dance sequence. Uh, which is oh, with Shaka Khan. Yeah, with Shaka Khan, <laughs> which we didn't know until the <laughs> yeah. credits came up. And, like, well, and it's one of those films where they um, have a little a, a a picture and a cap a picture and a caption for all the extras, but they didn't mention that Shaka Khan was in it. It was like she wasn't relevant enough to get her mm. own label, but she was. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, they watched this amazing dance sequence. 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 Which was very good, and then Jake sees the light and goes. Something about the band. The band. My favourite gag is then he does these amazing double flips. <laughs> kind of part of the point is mm. you have two disparate body types. Uh, but yeah, he does all these amazing flips. And then he dances, and I think it's really him dancing. It's him dancing. His isn't dancing it? Yeah. is incredible. Uh, so that was my favourite bit. It's like suddenly he's filled with the Lord's mm. verve. How he's probably you... just on a lot of cocaine. Be. Dan, how were you uh, introduced to this film? Well, strap yourself in, Alistair, because it is a story. Okay, do. Cool. So, I was ill one day when I was probably like 10 or 11 years old. And so I just sat in bed, bored. And my dad gave me the Blues Brothers on VHS to watch to pass the time. And I got as far as the mall chase scene. Oh, it's not very far. That's what, uh, 30 minutes in? It's, it's probably around like four hours in. Um, <laughs> after that, I fell asleep. Sure. Um, but in my mind, I was like, oh, that, that was pretty climactic. And I remember talking to my dad afterwards, and he was like, oh, what do you think of the movie? He was like really interested to know. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's great. Like that car chase at the end was like insane, and he's like, I know, right? Like how many cop cars? I was like, yeah, we're you know they're driving around the mall and everything. And he's like, what? You only got to the mall bit. And he's like, it gets bigger, son. It gets bigger. I have a story very similar, and I'm a little embarrassed to say, I had never seen, and I don't mind the fact I'd never seen this, but I'd never seen The Sound of Music. It's reasonable not to have seen. I've seen the songs. Okay. No, wait a minute. No, I'm thinking the songs are the same. Yeah, that's very different. <laughs> that's very different. Right. Uh, no, I've never seen Sound of Music either. Okay. I've been uh, to Salzburg. You know, it's, yes, it's about the Von Trapp family and the... No, dear, yeah. yeah I, I went, am 16 going out. I went yeah. to Salzburg once and it's everywhere. Okay. That's my, like their, their tourist thing. My story doesn't relate to that. 
I hadn't I hadn't seen it. When I was 17, my boyfriend at the time, um, who is descended from... Uh, I'm not sure whether it was uh, Austrian Jews or German Jews, but Jews who escaped Europe uh, in the Second World War. Uh, and he said, oh, you have to see this film. And uh, basically he put it on for me and then went off to do other things, uh, which is a bit weird. That is weird. It is, thank you. Um, so I watched two-thirds of it. And then kind of got bored and stopped it when I joined him. So I had no idea there were Nazis. <laughs> and he was really disappointed with me when he realised that I hadn't watched it as far as <laughs> the Von Traps, which and the point of this family is that they have to escape um, Austria. Um, because of those damn Nazis. <laughs> because of those damn Nazis. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I didn't get as far as the Nazis. That's kind of similar to me with the Bleach Brothers. Yeah. I didn't even get to the Illinois Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. I mean, we have a certain th- criteria of the films. It's like, we'll watch it, but we won't, we're not going to engage with any Nazis. Nazi? No, turn that off. So, yeah, no, so I, I, I really feel that. Um, yeah. But then I did finish it and... And loved it. Yeah, it became one of my, like, staple teenage movies. Is it a bit like... Oh, I, I did have examples. But there are some things which... Like The Goonies, which if you don't watch as a kid, then when you watch as an adult, you're like... Nah. I mean, The Goonies is also too long. <laughs> oh, God, isn't it? <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, I, I still find The Blues Brothers funny. No, 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 but I, I wonder whether... I, I think it's... Because the, the seeds of humour were set, were seeded in you. No, I still think it was funny. Okay. I was introduced to it. I would still find it funny. But I do find... There are certain bits in it that I find very funny, just through repeated watching. There's like a bit where um, Jake hits Elwood on the shoulder and says, come on, we've got to go. And then Elwood just stands there and goes, ow! Like... A, I did like no- a delayed pain. I, I noticed you laugh at that more than it deserves. Yeah, and it's the kind <laughs> but, of thing you probably wouldn't notice first time round. But and... saying that, I did watch it and laugh. You know, it was it was good functional comedy. You know, it... they could have shaved a half hour off. Keep going. Forty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, we said the same when we saw the last Star Wars film. Um, which I don't remember. Last Jedi. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, by the time they got to the crystal foxes, it was just like, oh, come on, come on, we should have ended by now. Mm. You know, we're, we're biting into going to the pub time. <laughs> but, and then you go to the pub, it was full of lads. <laughs> it was full of lads. Um, yeah, no, no, so I, I found it funny. Happy to say that, but... I've got a big question for you. Oh, please. Is it better than June? It's so different. Is it better than June? I, right, I. Is it better than June? Right, okay. This is my answer. Is it better than June? I enjoyed it more, but it's not better than June. Wrong answer. June is more. It's not more relevant. <laughs> God knows. God knows. I'd be wrong if I said it's more relevant. Uh, but June, June is a better film. Really? But it's not more enjoyable. It's just. Uh, if you went to film school and had to watch certain films, if if one of these two films made the list, it wouldn't be Blues Brothers. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. I would I would dispute that. One of the things I noticed watching it this time mm-hmm. was how cinematic Blues Brothers is. Lots oh. of like wide shots. Um, 
Oh, yeah. lots of, we've been picked up on this as well. Like, <laughs> if you're a fan of ironwork, this is the film yeah, for you. Lots of shots of like trains and like factories, and, and it looks really dirty. L train bridges. Yeah. Which they um, Landis John John Landis John Landis yeah. John Landis seems to really love the aesthetic of a an elevated train going over. Which I think is a very Chicago thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, not just Chicago, but but certain. And I, I remember the same. I don't. I couldn't tell you whether he was uh, related to or involved with um, Little Shop of Horrors. You said you didn't mm. know, um, but Frank Oz was, and Frank Oz was involved with this, obviously. Oh. Um, but that's got the same thing that, uh, that as a set, it has a road uh, framed by an mm. elevated train going over the road. So there's a kind of a cut-off point. So it, it makes. Sense. But well, it's like yeah, there's kind of a fetishism with industrial. Like, I, I use the term industrial poverty. I don't know if that's fair or, or even um, even works. But I know what you mean. I don't know whether that's the correct term or not. But but like a grimy inner that, city. That was one of the notes yeah. I made. Was like how dirty the movie was, and yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Um, I guess with a lot of musicals, the one of the things people do is they're very shiny. They're yeah. Very, Everyone's got a grin on their face and things like that. And with the Blues Brothers, it was a bit grimy, you know. Like John Lee Hooker was a busker. Oh, and that, hit, that was my favourite cameo. Um, John, that scene. Um, uh, so, so uh, with um, Aretha Franklin, they were in a diner. And, and a grotty diner as well. It wasn't a nice diner. It wasn't, absolutely. And she sings a song to her partner, and the song is, you better think, think. Um, and so it, it it has an in-world meaning. And when they meet Ray Charles, he plays on the keyboard to illustrate how good the keyboard is. And it keeps on cutting to outside where a hundred people are doing a dance number. Which is great. Which is great. <laughs> With John Lee Hooker, I can't remember the song now. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. Um... <laughs> With, As that's how exactly how it doesn't sound. Yes, but I can't think of the name of the song. But with that, um, it was just people in the street watching it. Um, which is, as I say, you have all these 60s movies... Um, mm. There's a, a film called Get Yourself a College Girl, and it's got one of the first recordings of... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, my phone went off. It's got one of the first recordings of the the girl from Ipanema by uh, Astrid Gilberto, and the, I can't remember the name of the band. I have no idea what Alice is talking about. Right you now. know the girl from Ipanema? No. Um. Basically, the characters in the film just watch someone sing a song, and it's but it's exactly the same. They just attend a public performance of a song. And that's what happened with yes, John Lee Hooker. That's a bit that I've really, really enjoyed about the movie. Mm. In that a lot of the artists were, you know, either... We couldn't mention before how a lot of the stuff could be cut. Like Ray Charles, Carrie Fisher, yeah. what great as they are, didn't really need to be part of the plot. I think the John Lee Hooker bit, he is so irrelevant to the plot. He's <laughs> literally just busking outside of Aretha Franklin's diner. Yeah. And John Belushi and... Dan Aykroyd turn up and they just stand and watch him play yes yeah. and I think it's kind of nice it's like them acknowledging that he's just a great um, we just well, want him in the movie well, and that I loved so yeah. uh, because the, the script was written if you didn't know by Dan Aykroyd and John Landis so one or both of them had enough respect for these artists to go to say these are the great uh, rhythm and blues singers 
and performers. Which is why it rung so untrue that their character that the characters of the Blues Brothers themselves were so so much of a, not a cliche but a a parody of that. I I wouldn't say they're a parody. I always got the impression that they're you can tell they're big fans mm. and they respect the music. There may be some issues in regards to sort of representation and appropriation that might not have been so apparent at the time and is more apparent mm. with hindsight. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm trying not to suggest that because I'm aware we are 30 years away from it. Yeah. And, and if anything, the representation in this film is better than most movies that come out now. You know, yeah. there, there is a huge black cast and they are saying this is black people's music. Mm. But and I don't yeah. think, and I also think that they're not ever trying to reclaim or like take the, take that music away. No. It always no. comes from a point of affection. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi ever pretend that they are better than the singers that they're covering. It doesn't age it as much as maybe another other movies might have done yeah. if they had taken a more like we're reclaiming this music but and I can't think of any examples well but, uh, but I mean, for me when with the John Lee Hooker scene you've got all these you know a a really diverse group of people in the street uh, and it and it is very diverse it's not like this is a fully black neighbourhood it, like, it is very diverse people wearing jeans and shirts and blah 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 and, and massive collars and massive collars because this was 1980 most people you know are, are still catching up from the 70s <laughs> um, but then you've got Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi looking like pretentious twats in sunglasses <laughs> you know they're not zoot suits I don't know the name of the, the suit but CIA. Yeah, I don't know what suits they are. Yeah, and they just—they—they they just look so out of place. And and every time I kind of mention it, you said, "Well, that's the joke." I'm like, yeah, but I think it is the joke. It is the joke. But if they weren't there, it would have been so much better. That, that yeah, specifically thinking about the John Lee Hooker scene as a individual thing, or even uh, the Aretha Franklin scene uh, during the song, they get up and dance with her and then go back and sit down. Mm. And it would just be so much better if they hadn't. I don't know. I like the fact that they're interacting and appreciating the music. Yeah. And but they look like alien. They look so alien to what is going on. And the same with the church scene. Uh, you know, it is uh, a gospel church, so it's a, a fully black audience. And they stand at the back and watch. And then at a certain point, when they see the light, they join in. And they, they, they just look so different because they're so formally dressed. They look so pretentious. Okay, I think that's still part of the joke. I, it is, and it is part of the joke. But it was such a barrier uh, to me because, I mean, specifically thinking of the John Lee Hooker thing, it just would have been su- such a lovely piece of cinema if they weren't in it. See, I, I like the fact that they were in it because they don't do anything. They, they kind of walk into the background and they watch yeah. and they appreciate it. And I really like that because it's kind of like they're they're not doing this for the plot or the movie. They're just doing it because they like the that, music. Yeah. And I really oh. like that aspect of it. That's I think, fair. That's fair. I think that really works. Yeah. No. I, I. Yeah. I would. I would concede to that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, have we learned anything today? Um. I mean. Oh, I mean. Does Does the film have any lessons? Like whether or not we've learnt, we may have already learnt them earlier in life. Power of music. 
is redemptive. They're not. They're not very redemptive. <laughs> no, no. Right. There's no character growth, and there is no redemption. In fact, everyone ends up in prison. Every, yeah, including the band. Including who, the band. Who've done nothing wrong. They're complicit. I told you. Oh, I'm so angry about. Right. Sorry. This is my a little plot gripe. And I'm not, I am one of those guys, but I try not to be. Um, John Candy turns up to the big gig, the big Save the Orphanage gig. And the Blues Brothers haven't got there yet because they're delayed. They're by, so they're late. They're delayed by Twiggy, <laughs> all people. Um, but John Candy goes in uh, with like a hundred state troopers and says, but we haven't heard them sing yet. So he gets a table. What he should have said is, or no one here has committed any crimes. Let's go again. <laughs> like he doesn't. He stays to watch the band with the idea that he's going to arrest them. But no, it, it's, it's not pointed out that the people he's been chasing the whole film aren't there. He doesn't know who the band. There's no reason. There's no reason for him to be there. He he should have got there and gone. Oh, we got we came to the wrong place. The people we have, uh, you know. Um, oh, it's like there's at least wait till they come on stage and be like, there they are. Yes. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I like. It, it bothers me. It bothers me. It's a plot hole. Alice is crying right now. <laughs> I, am. I just want to be watching nine to five. <laughs> uh, you should go right. So yeah, my my takeaway is if we can use this film to root out anyone who hasn't seen nine to five, then is that what this is? Like some insidious plot to root out the. Well, this is a litmus. This is a litmus test because I imagine a Landis test. Yeah, a Landis test. Uh, yeah, uh, just to see if people are failing their um, the requisite amount of uh, Dolly Parton. I mean, I've I've not seen Nine to Five. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. Yes, I'll put it on my list. I do in fact, I'm going to put it on my list. Yeah. Um, how does this leave us in the state of the podcast? We we have still to release. Are, um, what we will release next is the beautiful, our, our beautiful review of Torch Song Trilogy. I think that was, I think that's my favourite thing that we've watched. I yeah, <laughs> I, it stood up so well. I, I hadn't seen it for years, and it really, I want to watch it again. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we are also hoping to do another episode about a TV show came out around a similar time to season two of the simpsons <laughs> but we don't know if we'll get around to doing that because i'm going to australia yes yeah, so <laughs> this isn't officially the end of the podcast but it's probably the end of the probably the end of the podcast so, uh yeah so we're going to re- uh, release these extras you're going to go to australia i'm guessing you'll come back and then we'll just never mention that we ever did a podcast again i mean you could always continue the podcast without me uh, yeah but between you and me <laughs> No one's this stupid. Between you and me, I'm really not a Simpsons fan. <laughs> People keep on saying, oh, you like the Simpsons? And I'm like, no, 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 no. no, no. Oh, my parents uh, recently um, dealt with my collection of VHS tapes from being a teenager. And I must have had like 150 movies, 200 movies. Why? Yeah, I was hugely into film uh, as a teenager. And... They didn't throw them away. They've moved them all to the attic, and I, and I was like, "You, no one, none of us are ever going to own a VHS again. Just throw them away." But my dad really proudly said, 
I saved all the Simpsons videos. And oh, I was like, that's the last it. thing I need. <laughs> you know, we've had access to the Simpsons for the whole time we've been doing a podcast. And I'm sure he's saying because he knows I'm doing a podcast. It's like, yeah, that that's we, so we covered that when we decided <laughs> to... Uh, whereas they're not saving things like... You know, if I can just really rattle off some recommendations, Dancer in the Dark, uh, American History X, um, uh, The Birds, just all these... The Star Wars trilogy, non-remastered, <laughs> in the original format, as it was intended. <laughs> I didn't break this as cellophane. <laughs> no, um, yeah, there are just so many things that um, are, are, are better than The Simpsons. That's, that's my takeaway from our entire podcast, is... The Simpsons are fine, but there are so many things better. I think that's what that's what makes you more qualified to watch it than anyone else. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Exactly. Yeah. No, and and that is what I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened to our podcast, I don't know why you'd start on the ultimate <laughs> episode. But go back and listen to our podcast where we get sick of the Simpsons really quickly. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Oh, that's if I ever became a proper reviewer. It was fine. Would be my most overused. Yeah. yeah. Han Solo. It was fine. Yeah. The Simpsons. It was fine. Deadpool two. It was all right. Whoa. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. We should probably wrap up, shouldn't we? Let's. Uh, I need another glass of wine because I haven't been rude enough to pour one on air. You still got some left in your glass, you dingus. Right. We're going to turn this into a fight, but you guys go off. Um, go make love. Have children. Don't have children. We've got too many. Okay. Make love. Um, be happy create art make some blues and rhythm and make your own Simpsons what's your your Simpsons yourselves you lazy gits oh right we're done we're done we're officially we're officially done but do listen next week when I'll release our um, the best episode which is the Torch Song actually I don't know if we were particularly good but Torch Song Trilogy that was a good film don't watch the Simpsons watch Torch Song Trilogy yes yeah and don't. And and Bojack Horseman. And Bojack Horseman. <laughs> and don't hug me. I'm, I'm scared. scared. T T Y N. T T Y N. Mother Hubbards. Mm-hmm.